to earth What went down in the van A legend A legend A legend A legend Beers with bands Beers with bands Beers with bands Beers with bands Well, geez, I'm going to have to get a beer, too, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm hey, going to need to get a beer. Hands. Yeah, you got to. That's right. <laughs> Appreciate you having us on, Michael. Oh, dude, for sure. I'm stoked that you guys wanted to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, so I was, I was uh, checking it out the other day. You had um, Old Cross on. Oh, yeah. Like, good friends. We played shows with them, and... And they uh, they were on our podcast probably about three weeks ago, and uh, so I was just listening to that. I was having, man, I was like, this is a really fun podcast. We really need to be a part of this. I mean, what's better than beers and music? <laughs> right, exactly. So you're in uh, Minneapolis. Yes, sir. I've been up here for about awesome. eight months now. Oh yeah, where are you originally from? So I'm more Iowa based. Uh, the nearest big town would be like Iowa City. Yeah, I lived uh, I lived in Minnesota for about five years back, uh, like seventy nine to eighty four. Oh wow! It was yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. Like for <laughs> us, going to Minneapolis was like going to the big city, you know. But that's a it's a hang on Minneapolis, cool place, man. God. Yeah, it's been great so far. Uh, I just haven't been able to like ch- check out anything. Because of COVID, sucks right now. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because I moved up at the beginning of COVID hitting in the Midwest, which so everything just started locking down. Oh, man. Dude, that's a hard way to get to know where you're, where you're moving to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Talk about timing. Yeah, it was terrible. So... Just waiting on Mr. Mr. Downs. I'm not even gonna tell you what I'm drinking, so we can talk about that. Yeah, don't tell me. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> to get the crack in there you know um what is up everyone welcome back to another episode of beers with bands uh on this episode i ventured out i got another non-midwestern band and i'm pretty stoked on it um i got second player score here from vancouver that's right yes all right correct (laughs) see i i do my homework Uh, you even got the right Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you guys just wanted to go through and just say who you are and what you do in the band. Sure, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Brian. 
I play guitar and do lead vocals, and I am also the lead writer for all of our uh, ancillary tie-in stuff, like our comic books and whatnot. Okay. And I'm Kyle, and I'm the drummer, uh, backup vocals, and I just help Brian add the spice to some of that. Uh, <laughs> right. No, you're our, you're our, you're our brewmaster, man. And, uh, and oh yes, and I'm the brewmaster. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have these uh, we have these geeky nicknames for each of us that re re represent our like our overall roles because we we don't consider ourselves just a band we consider ourselves like a pop culture production house where we do you know other things besides music we do you know comic books and novels and beer and all that kind of stuff so like I'm kind of like the architect I'm the guy who writes you know the stories and things like that uh, Kyle is the uh, alchemist <laughs> because he he brews the beer he comes up with the beer recipes. And uh, uh, Dan is the assembler. He is like the uh, he's the guy who does like he makes cosplay, uh, you know, costume parts and uh, merchandise and other things like that. So. Yeah. But, so yeah, uh, Dan. Guy, the guys. I don't know. Do you hear that? It's like that. Sounds like a hurricane. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, it's okay. got. Michael, it was... is you? Do you have a weird connection? Uh, yeah. Let me check here real quick. I know planes fly over remotes, oh, okay. so you might be hearing oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. I thought my my setup was just ruining everything. I just changed yeah. everything, like literally, <laughs> like a couple no, of days no, ago. No, no, I no, I noticed it right when Michael and I first talk. We're talking, but now it sounds better. It was kind of in and out. It wasn't consistent, so I oh, wasn't okay. sure. So we, okay, it's not me. Um, it's not me. Okay. I haven't checked my mic in a few weeks, so it might just be okay. that. <laughs> well, then I am Dan. I pluck the bass, uh, sing stuff, and then. Yeah, now I guess I'm part of a streamer too. <laughs> Just trying to yeah. branch out and get more stuff going on. He's our yeah, he's our official streamer, gamer streamer yep. on Twitch. Um so how did the three of you all come to be together and curate um how you guys call your your SPS universe? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess the, um, the origin story of the band itself was uh, Kyle and I were, uh, we got together way back in 2000, right? Or 2001? 2000. I think it was. Yeah, 2000. Um, I, I actually, I'm originally from Hawaii, and then I moved to uh, Vancouver back in 2000, and then when I was starting with a new band, uh, I, I found Kyle through like a, one of those, you know, musician wanted ads kind of thing back when that was the... I, th I think it was like a printed ad. It was a billboard on the internet. Was it really? Yeah, it was like uh, PDX bands or something like that. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. yeah so, so, like... we, yeah so, so we started playing in a, in a band back then, and then we, um, we, we played together. We had another bass player, and then we played together for a few years. And then um, we actually uh, stopped playing because the, uh, the practice space that, we're, that we had was a – it was a storage unit um, down in down in downtown Portland because well, Vancouver is right across the river from Portland. So we were playing in a storage unit where we were the first ones to do that. And then as soon as other bands discovered that, hey, you know, bands can practice there, you know, they, they all started renting other spaces in the building until like it was the whole building became like a band rehearsal space. And then um, it was going along OK for a while until one night. One of the bands, I guess they were partying and they got drunk and they set their their space on fire. What? <laughs> and uh, so after that, the landlord was like, "Nope, nope, no more bands." So he kicked he kicked all the bands out, even though you know, even the ones like us who you know we didn't cause any trouble and we paid our rent on time. But 
Anyway, we all got evicted. And so that was kind of the end of that project. And then from there, uh, there was this long, you know, period in between where I, I played in other bands. And, um, and then uh, I think it kind of came full circle back in uh, 2011, uh, 2011, right? And when- um, Yeah. Yeah, and 20, when we caught 2010, well, 2011? 20, 2010, you and I first like started talking about playing again. And then I think right after Christmas, we got together. Uh, yeah, so and, so you tell you tell the story about the, the drum kit. Okay, yeah. So uh, so when I moved up to Washington, I moved up with a guy I was living with in uh, Lake Tahoe, and uh, we were going to start a band up here. And it you know it just didn't work out. And uh, I did the whole band thing with Brian, and and uh, so but this guy he like calls me over to his house one day. He's like, hey dude, you got to come check out something I've, I've got here at the house. I go down to his basement. And he's got the, like this electronic kit. And I'm like, nah, I don't know, man. He's like, no, no, just get on it, you know, just just listen to it and everything. So I start playing on it for a while. I'm like, That's, this isn't too bad. And he walks over to it and he goes, now watch this. And he, he grabs the volume knob and he starts to turn it down. And I mean, dude, the light bulb went off immediately. I'm like, dude, I'm getting one of these motherfuckers. And Brian and I are going to start playing again. <laughs> I'm calling <laughs> Brian. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, I think my uh my wife loved the idea and she and my daughter my youngest daughter went down to uh guitar center on black friday and got this whole electronic get up and brought it back and set it up and started playing and i uh, called brian and he was like i think right after the holidays we started playing together again and and so we the two of us started playing but we we're having problems finding a bass player, which I think that's just a problem all the time. And uh, and so, but Brian ended up actually connecting with Dan. And so you should tell that because I don't remember yeah. that part of it. Okay, so uh, well, I'm going to back up a little bit, which is uh, the, the electronic drum kit was the key to us getting back together because we didn't, neither of us had access to a practice space, you know, especially after that whole fiasco at the storage unit. Um, and you know, there's no, you know, there's there was no other public band practice facilities around here, so that was the key for us get, to get back together. Because then, because the vol he could turn the volume down on his kit, we could get together and play just, you know, in his kitchen or in my garage, uh, which is, you know, basically where we practice till this day, which is in my garage. Um, you know, thanks to the fact that we, you know, we can, we are now volume controlled. But, um, <laughs> exactly. So, so anyway, so like we, we, uh, you know, we're trying to find a bass player, and um, we actually had. There's this other guy that was playing with us, and then I was in another band with that same guy that was playing bass with us, and then we were playing at this um, this other practice space downtown in uh, downtown Portland, and uh, the guy who um, was running the space, this is this gets a little complicated, but the guy who was running the space, I asked him if he knew of any bass players because the bass player that we had at the time was moving to uh, like to Seattle or something. And so he was leave, he was gonna leave both bands. And so I was like, oh, do you know any bass players? And I was actually asking for that band that we were playing with over there. And he was like, um, oh yeah, you know, I, I think I know this guy. So he gave me the contact information for, for Dan. And um, uh, it, so I was actually, I was actually calling to, to recruit Dan for the other band. Um, but then like, uh, he ended up being a better fit for this band, and that band ended up not continuing. And, and so, it was a much—he was a much better fit for this band anyway. So that's kind of how we got him in. 
And the funny, uh, the funny thing when I first called him was, um, I, I, had, I contacted him when I was at a practice for a yet another band that I was in. And um, we, had, we had finished practicing and I had had a few beers, so I was a little drunk. And, um, and when, when I talked to Dan, then you're like, I, I kind of barely remember what we talked about. And then like afterwards, like the next morning, I was like, oh shit, I think I was drunk when I talked to that new guy. <laughs> I was like, he must think I'm like just this total irresponsible, you know, dick <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, when I had called him and I talked to him, he was also drunk as well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On his we both had this moment where, like, I heard Brian specifically say, he was like, well, I kind of had a lot to drink right now. Let me call you. I'm like, dude, actually, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't remember that, but then, like, we found out later when we were both sober that, oh, yeah, we were both drunk when we were talking to each other. So it worked, it worked out just fine. You were yeah. speaking the same language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was kind of like I even brought my girlfriend to the first meet and greet, and like we were all drunk. I don't know; they might just stab me in the neck. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know who these people are, <laughs> so, yeah. but I just know that we all have a connection to Hawaii because, like, like, like I was originally from there too, and I think the person that was running the practice spot where Brian was at, he's also from Hawaii, which is kind of how we all kind of have this weird Hawaii connection. <laughs> it just kind of helps. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was the story. So that was back in uh, 2012, I believe, right? Yeah. Early 2012. Yeah, it and... was, yep. I think April, the last half of April was when we had the first, like, kind of jam session with with Dan. Mm-hmm. And it was it turned out to be like just a great fit. I think like we were all, you know, we're all you know we're all just pretty laid back guys, and we're all into you know like pop culture stuff. So we found you know, we had we had found common ground over, you know, not only music, but also, you know, pop culture and, and of course, beer. So um, it was just a really good fit. You know, we all, you know, we were all just became friends, basically, where we would, you know, we would hang out outside of the music, outside of the band, just, you know, we'd go like, you know, go to, uh, you know, go go to see the new Star Wars movie together or go to like, uh, you know, Comic-Con together and stuff like that. So it, uh, it really worked out uh, pretty well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're not... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. We're not a good band. We're not a good band for uh, if you if you like bands that have drama. We're n- we're not a good one. For that. <laughs> we actually get along and we actually like each other. And you know, I, there's not really any fighting. <laughs> so you're saying I should get rid of this whole uh, complaint section in, out of my notes? <laughs> you can certainly try to start some, but uh, uh, many have tried. Yeah. All have oh so yeah, yeah. Like um, our our uh, recording engineer, he's actually started joking with us like you guys don't even fight i don't know what to do <laughs> so he started making like oh yeah what about that huh hashtag team dan i'm like what <laughs> started going Chris... around the room just like making up stuff or like like kyle will, like he'll be playing the drums he's like how oh, what'd you think about that snare hit huh hashtag team brian huh he tries to manufacture drama for us but <laughs> I think what what helps is that you know not only do we get along just you know as as people and as friends, but I think we've all been, you know, this is not our first rodeo. We've all been in a, you know a number of bands before, and um, you know I, I think we kind of you know we're, we're all a little older, and I think we kind of worked all that crap out you know of our system in, <laughs> in uh, you know in earlier projects, and uh, you know so I, I think that's that kind of helps. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of like what. Uh... We were talking about earlier how Old Cross is on, and they talked about the same thing. They don't really fight at all. They they're so in sync just because they've been doing it for so long. They know it works. They know it doesn't work. 
So if someone shouldn't be a part of it, I mean, they got to go. You got to find the right group, you know, mix it up. Um, got to find the right mesh, and that's the key. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Got to get the right recipe. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Uh, Kyle, you did mention that um, here in February you guys are going to be releasing an EP that's going to tie into your fourth, that's right, people, fourth full-length um what can we kind of expect from this upcoming release uh okay so there's none of our albums are like simple to explain we do like to um (laughs) like be nerdy about all of them and everything's a concept album and so i can tell you most of it brian will have to fill in the rest (laughs) Uh, but there is a story tied to the fourth lp um and because it is the the fourth album um four is kind of a magical number just in the world in general and so we tried to implement that as much as possible so we have it's the fourth album uh the name of it is 4d as in the fourth dimension it's comprised of four eps each uh ep has four songs each uh and each song is four chords okay so yeah i mean there's a lot of fours involved in all of this um and so uh so that's kind of like the the nerdiness of of that uh and and then brian can actually like explain like more like the story uh behind the concept of the of the complete album yeah so um i think you know because uh all of our albums well Starting with the second one, we've done we, we've done concept albums, where you know the the uh, the songs you know tell a tell a complete story, and so with uh, with with 4D, it's uh, it was kind of our um, I I kind of wanted to make something that was uh, similar to sort of like a almost like a like a combination of Pokemon and Battle Royale sort of, so uh, so the storyline behind the album is that. Um, there's this boy who um, he, uh, he he gets he gets he gets uh, basically roped into this or he, he gets chosen to participate in this uh, like an interdimensional game this competition um, where the, the the prize for the winner is like a, the, the game master grants you a wish or whatever and okay. um, so you ba- basically you have to travel between di- you know different dimensions uh, collecting elementals because uh again you know the, the the idea of four is behind the whole you know this whole album where there's you know four seasons there's four elementals there are four dimensions there are four this for that so um him and these other characters three other characters so there's four of them have to like they're, they're competing against each other to uh you know who can who to see who can collect the most elementals and then you know they have their elementals battle each other and all that kind of stuff and um you know, the, the winner eventually will be granted a wish. But then, of course, you know, it's not, of course, it's not what, what it seems at first. And eventually they find out that there's a more sinister thing going on behind the surface and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, the whole story kind of, you know, things escalate quickly from there. <laughs> and, you know, it gets worse before it gets better. And it culminates in a big final battle and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And we, we actually, uh, we, uh, we, we create these, um, you know, companion pieces to all of our albums. So, like, with, uh, with Glorified, our third album, um, which is also a concept album. We have a, a companion comic book series uh, where you know we have a. It's uh, yeah. I, I you know 
they're each it's 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 manga style. I don't, I don't think people can see, it, but we can see it here. Yeah. On our <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's a manga style uh, comic book series where uh, each issue uh, corresponds to one of the songs on the album. And um, wow. So you know, like so each you know because each song tells a part of the story, and so the story is fleshed out in more detail in in the comic book itself. And so anyway, so for for 4D. Uh, we made a uh, companion card game, uh, but you know because it's a you know because the whole thing is it's a competition, it's a, it's a you know it's a game, it's a, it's a thing where they they're battling each other, and because I wanted to kind of make it kind of like Pokemon or stuff like that, so we, we we created a we developed a card game that goes along with it. We have like a we even have we have a test deck and we did you know we tested the gameplay and, and it works, and um uh you know so eventually what we hope to do. Is when the full album, when we finally get all four EPs, you know, all four, all 16 songs together, we hope to be able to have, um, you know, this card game along with it, and along with uh, I'm I'm working on a, a like a, like a light novel that tells the story that I just described, and you know, hopefully we can get all that uh, you know put together for it. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's wow, it's next, that's, that's it's next crazy. level nerdiness is what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, we even. We even tried to get it to be the full length of the the full album to be 44 minutes and 44 seconds, but <laughs> but that that was a, a little bit beyond. We we couldn't get that. It still it still might it still might. That's true. I mean, it is it is within range. Uh, we could actually do it, but but yeah, I mean, if we can't, we can't. But yeah, that would be kind of fucking cool if it was like 44 minutes and 44 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's amazing that you guys want to not only do a full-length album, but you're so dedicated to want to do all this extra stuff with it. Um, between doing a case a beer for, like, a beer for each song, doing a whole game, doing a comic book for each song uh, on an album, um, you don't see it very often, and, and it's nice to see someone take that passion and take it to the whole next step. Um between just doing everything because i mean it's that's that's a lot of time and effort and i i definitely commend you guys for wanting to do it and putting in the effort to take it to that next level thanks yeah i mean I, we, we, we want to do like our, our whole thing is we want to be able to do stuff that um you know that that we that we love ourselves you know what i mean because you know we're such fans of pop culture ourselves and you know, we love all that you know all, all that kind of shit and so we want to do our own you know we, we want to bring that same kind of you know uh, joy to other people that we get from you know from other people's works and um you know just because i i think like one of, one of my purposes in, in doing all this kind of stuff is not only to have fun and to do things that we love but you know i, I want to try to help you know in, inspire you know creators and you know people um just uh you know just kind of spread a, a message of um, you know, inspiration and then, you know, kind of just, I don't know, I, I, positivity, I guess as cheesy as that might sound, but, you know, just, a, you know, um, just, just a message of, you know, like, of, of you know, of fun. And we, we, we try to imbue all of our projects also with, you know, kind of like these, um, I guess, morals, you could say, or like, I mean, not, not to be, you know, not to be, you know, preachy or anything like that, but just, you know, kind of have, um, you know, to, to use our stories and to use our music as vehicles for uh, spreading inspiration, basically, is what it is. So. And then, where do you get the ideas for the concept albums? 
I, I guess, well, I don't know. How do they happen? Like, I think we're um, all drunk one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of stories start that way. And they're like, yeah, we should make a concept album. And then like, what if, like, we just kind of went round robin. Like, I remember being at Kyle's place around his little kitchen island. And we are just bouncing ideas off each other. And then, like, next thing you know, something happened. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, just like, yeah. banging rocks and then something like, made a spark. Like with, Glorif- like with Glorified, uh, that came out of um, one of the songs on our first album is called Gloria. And um, like people have asked us over the years, like, you know, who is Gloria? You know, what is, who is this song about? And they're like, I, I tell them, oh, you know, Gloria was like an old college girlfriend or Gloria. <laughs> but the truth, the truth is that Gloria was nobody. It was just um, a, a word that sounded good to, uh, that fit the chorus melody of that song. <laughs> and so that's where the you know, Gloria came from. But then like the lyrics to that song, you know, they kind of told the story itself. And um, from, from there, we kind of um, wanted to take that song and develop it into a larger thing. So that's where uh, that's where the you know the initial idea for the, the glorified album came from was from that song, and you know once we we just kind of kicked around some ideas and it just kind of grew from there and then eventually it just became what it is and you know like we were we were inspired by stuff like uh, you know Mad Max Fury Road um, and you know John Wick and things like that and so that it, it kind of took on uh, characteristics of that as uh, you know as, as, we, as we were putting it together so it, yeah yeah and. Uh, what's funny about that too is that uh, we're kind of known for our opposite. What I, I call them what opposite songs or juxt- juxtaposed songs, where it sounds so happy and joyful and bouncy and oh I feel so good, but then when you listen to the lyrics you're like oh this is kind of dark. Wow and. Uh, so glorified has actually kind of turned into that because um, when we were when we were fleshing out the idea of glorified, um, one of the things is that the in in Fort Fort Storm, which is uh, this place that that uh, Gloria is like the the top level soldier that guards that Fort Storm. Um, so if if the the one of the soldiers gets hurt, like critically hurt, to where they can no longer be a hundred percent, then they have the suicide ritual for them to perform because the the people that like the executives, I guess what you would say, uh, know that that these people, uh, even even at like eighty percent or fifty percent, they're so well trained that they're just going to be nothing but trouble. Um, being not soldiers. So they have convinced them that, that it's better to do the suicide ritual. And, uh, so Gloria though, she ends up losing a hand in a, in a, uh, a mix up when they go to one of these nearby towns. And so she has to perform the suicide ritual. Well, when she gets to that point, she's not so sure she wants to. And so this Gloria ended up becoming the song of, like the the rulers of Fort Storm, like convincing her of why she should actually perform the suicide ritual and why it would be better and why she she will feel better if she does it. Like it would be better for her. So what's is kind of a happy bouncy song. It's actually kind of really dark, 
But the nice thing about Glorified is the whole thing, the whole thing that makes that story happen is that she refuses the suicide ritual, breaks away, chooses life, and and goes on about her story. Because otherwise it would only be a one song album. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of trippy too. Like keep in mind, we didn't even know that's what the storyline was going to be when the song Gloria was written. It was pretty much already like it was pretty much like almost 90% done when I joined the band. So it's like attaching all that story stuff to it afterwards is it's kind of like reverse engineering this entire storyline based off of one random song that were like, yeah, you know, the name Gloria is a three syllable word. It worked, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> like injecting all this meaning into it and it just worked out beautifully. We're like, like, wow. Like how the hell did that come to be? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, Kyle, in the emails that we shared, you had mentioned um, that one of the albums you did a whole beer line for, was that the second LP that you did, like, the beer line concept? Yeah, so so Nobody's Hero, which was our second album and our, and our very first concept album, um, I ended up developing a 12-pack uh, a beer line. Uh like the Nobody's Hero 12-pack. I, I actually think I'm about two beers short uh, on recipes still. But uh, I have ideas. I just haven't solidified them yet. But, uh, yeah, so so um, when we after we recorded, like, the first set of songs, because we usually record about three songs at a time, uh, after we recorded the first set of songs, uh, it, was, it was winter, and I was like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to make... Um, an imperial stout, you know, I really need to make an imperial stout. And so I started messing around one day with this recipe. And, and as I'm, as I'm going with the brew, like this whole idea unfolds about, Hey, what if I made like, uh, an imperial stout surrounding our, our lead track bone storm. Right. And so I, what would that be like? Right. And so uh, I made it this like it's it's based on a Russian imperial stout recipe, but um, I added a lot more like roasted barley into it to um, give it a real smoky flavor, um, uh, and uh, I really kicked it up to where um, I actually set it to where it would be eleven uh, percent because the, a rock and roll beer has to go to eleven, right, and. Um, and uh, what was it? there were a couple other things there. Oh, and we, and we renamed it as a, it's a brutal imperial stout uh, because I mean the whole bone storm story. I mean it's 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 about as brutal as it gets. And uh, yeah, it ended up turning into this really great beer. And from there, I just decided, oh well, let's start finding other ones. Let's just do a whole beer line. And so yeah, we've got about uh, ten beers so far that we've developed. Um, and uh, so that one, like the, the Bone Storm Brutal Imperial Stout was the inception of the whole thing. And then we have like a, a, a brown ale for the origin story. We have a, a hooked maple, uh, maple pecan porter. Um, the Demon's Kiss song I made into a, um, what is that? It was a strawberry chocolate stout with uh, chipotle to just give it a little bit of heat right at the end 
Um, we have um, a Comets um, IPA, which is brewed uh, with nothing. It's a it's a single uh, hop IPA. It's all Comet hops, and uh, it uses uh, smoked malt in it. So it, it it tastes like it tastes like fire. The earth is on fire. So and I there's a couple others, but yeah. So what, the the idea is that in the in the end we will at some point be able to like contract somebody out to develop these 12 packs and the 12 pack will have each one of these beers. Um, there's only 11 songs on the album, but the last song is about eight minutes long. So that one will actually have two beers because there's literally two sections to that song. So, and you got to pound them both before the end of the song. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody's hero challenge. Like you can taste the music. <laughs> you got to finish the whole case before the album ends. Exactly. Right? <laughs> oh God, we better put a disclaimer on that box. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if someone actually really tried to do that, they would never get past like Demon's Kiss. I know. Like it's, it starts with an with an eleven. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, like I say, this, this is why this is why we love having Kyle in the band, um, among other things. But the one one of the uh, one of the reasons we love having him in the band is he's a, he's such a good home brewer. Um, you know, like, so he'll bring, he'll bring his home brews to practice. And, you know, those, those take priority over anything else. Like, I mean, we drink that before any other store, store bought, uh, store bought beer, like, Oh, great. You know, Kyle brought beer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it's literally stop conversations dead in his tracks. As soon as we poured it, we're like, Whoa. And the room gets quiet and just kind of just sip on it. And we're like, yeah, we just experienced that. Okay, well, what were we talking about? Thing on Netflix? We saw what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We even had a uh, we had a, a local brewery. Well, they're a a local fr- uh, uh, like conglomerate of like pubs and hotels called uh, McMinimins, and they had this thing going on called the uh, the Blasphemous Collaboration Series, and so one of their venues was um, trying to develops uh beers with bands in the in the area and so every three months they would have a a a show at the venue um in portland where they would they would uh introduce this beer that they had developed when i heard about this i i I emailed the head brewer and i was like dude like we already have beer like we're already doing this like we need to get on board let's go let's do this right Within a half an hour, I got uh, an email from the the brewer at the location, and he's like, "Yep, come and meet me." And so we went down there, we met him, and I had like a six pack of various beers from the album that I'd been saving, and uh, we kind of went through them all. and And uh, he was like, "Yeah, he wanted to do one. Uh, was the head of sin? It's a it's a Irish red or a, sorry, an India red ale, but it's a it's a dark India red ale." And so I, and, and it was fantastic The they, they kind of put their own like recipe together, but it, it really was, it's so funny. You look at the two recipes, they, they don't really match very well, but they almost tasted exactly the same. And uh, you did a really great job of reproducing it. Uh, but what the, the best thing I love about this and, uh, it only really works uh, on a good sunny day, you have to have the sun beating down on you to see this happen. But uh, 
Um, I brewed it specifically so that when you just looked at it, it would it would be um, black, like like the heart of Satan, right? But then if you would hold it up to the light, like in the sun, it would look blood red, and it actually does. It was the weirdest thing. Dan held one up one day. We were at practice, and the the garage door was open, and the sun was out. And Dan held it up, and he's like, "Holy shit! Do you mean for this?" I looked over. I'm like, "Holy shit! Yes!" <laughs> I, never, I never actually seen it like in that kind of light before. I'm like, "But that's exactly what I was going for." Oh my god! You know. So yeah, it was that was pretty pretty cool. And they actually like they uh, shipped out the beer, like kegs of beer, to like other locations and. We were actually on taps for like six months. It was so fun. Yeah, that was the coolest thing was to be able to go into like one of those McManaman's restaurants and like see head of sin uh, on tap that you could order. <laughs> that was that was a very cool experience. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking epic. No, that's cool because like uh, one of my friends' bands back home, uh, local brewery, also did the same thing where they made their like own little one-off. Um, and I think they got like three kegs out of it and they went to just the local bars. Um, but I mean, that's, it's awesome that they're wanting to do that together. Cause I mean, I feel like small breweries and DIY musicians go hand in hand just because even though they're doing different things, they're still fighting for like the same reasons because they're so, they're just trying to like fight the big dogs and be known and recognized and stuff. So, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I totally get it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think like beer and music is a fucking perfect like oh, yeah. pairing, you know. So, I love that. I love that there's people out there doing that, you know, beer and music, um, uh, like collaboration because it, it works so well. So I, I just hope that I, I hope that someday, um, we're able to like figure out because I mean I, I'm figuring at this point, you know, we're gonna end up having to like. Uh, contract brew with somebody uh, we'll have somebody you know actually you know we'll sign on to have them actually brew it and everything um, and uh, that would be great to be able to like at least maybe on the west coast or something be sending these 12 packs out that'd be tight mm-hmm. that would be amazing it'd be so much fun um, speaking of beer and music to tie it all in together um, what's everyone drinking today I have, and I think Kyle has, uh, Shadow Shinobi IPA from uh, Lewitt Brewing Company, which is a local brewery here in Vancouver, uh, started by a couple of guys that I actually uh, used to work with at our day jobs. Um, we didn't do the same job, but we worked for the same company. And, you know, they, they, they were home brewers. They, they did stuff on the side, and I guess it just kind of took off for them. And so eventually they were able to... Uh, to quit the day job and just they're they're just doing the their brewery and their brew pub full time now and because they make some pretty freaking awesome beer, um, this is their this is their flagship IPA uh, or their flagship beer, um, Shadow Shinobi it used to be called Shadow Ninja. They had to change the name because they ran into a copyright dispute because apparently there was a brewery in North Carolina that had trademarked the word Ninja as it relates to beer. I'm not really sure how you can do that. Wow. But apparently they did. And so, yeah, so they, you know, they, I guess they sent them a, you know, a letter or whatever saying you can't use the, the name Shadow Ninja. So they changed it to Shadow Shinobi, which still, which works. And um, they, uh, they, they even, when they changed the name, they had, a, they made a comic book to go along, to, to go along with the name change, to, to promote no, the name change. 
So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's what I have. It's it's really good, and uh, I'm gonna crack it open here. Dan, what you drinking? I got more of Burr's. Mmm. Oh, Widmere Burr. Yep. It's it's a seven two, so I'm kind of like sipping on it. <laughs> yeah. So is the Shadow Shinobis, though. <laughs> yeah. So. It's only classy to get day drunk if you're rich. <laughs> yeah. So it's, eh, I'm gonna I, just uh... sip on it. <laughs> Yeah, I so I did have the Lewitt, but I I only had one of those because they are um, powerful, and so I'm actually switching back and forth between. Um, uh, oh, hold on, come on, there we are. Uh, <laughs> ten barrel uh, pub beer, I love ten barrel pub beer. It's it's uh, it's like a it's like a step up from Pabst because I like me some PBR. Oh right? yeah, but this is this is like. This is like craft PBR. Okay. But right now, it's actually I I was at the store the other day and it's actually cheaper than the PBR. No well, kidding. Okay, I'm gonna, really? I'm gonna be buying this shit then, right? Score. <laughs> so I'm either drinking that or I'm about I'm about ready to start on some some Founders All Day IPA. I nice. do love that too. Um, that uh, a, a couple of my favorites. I I'm really have. Uh, gotten into the session beers big time because um, I am a I, even though I, I I drink a lot of beer I'm still I'm a lightweight and uh, if I drink the big beers back to back my nights get really short and so <laughs> so yeah I know my limitations so yeah so I'm flipping back between a pep beer and all day IPA because I think uh, neither one of these goes beyond five percent. Um, and like the listeners are probably used to by now, um, <laughs> drinking a good old Pabst PBR. Gotta wrap the blue ribbon, you know? Right yeah, on. Nice. Tall boys. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, also if anyone from Pabst is listening, still trying to get that sponsorship, let me know. Right. <laughs> no you do, kidding, uh, man. You, do you have a 40? I was listening to the, your episode <laughs> with Old Cross and you guys were talking about 40s. So do you have one there too? <laughs> uh, so there's a 40 upstairs. It's not down here, but I figured a 40 was going to get brought up and I'm like this close to going <laughs> to go grab it. Um, so it might still happen here at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hell yeah, man. The PBRs, that's some good stuff. Now, uh, I know when, uh, when I was living in Minnesota, uh, this was years back. Uh, the big thing there was uh, hams. So I don't see hams too much now. Um, I know back when I was living in Iowa, we would go down to Missouri and like show swap. Um, that like Missouri is hams country. You can get like a thirty rack for like six bucks. It's insane. Oh wow! And then like nice. most of Iowa yeah. is bushlight. Um, some friends tried to do hams and it, they didn't last very long. Um, I mean, Bush Light's all right. I'll drink it if it's there, but if I'm trying to like find a beer that I'm just going to vibe out with, that's like cheap or whatever, it's going to be PBR all day. Nope. Like no contest. Um, yeah. Basically more of the story is I don't fuck with hams. <laughs> I don't think it tastes good. I... So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've had, I've had a handful of them. Uh, first one I ever had, believe it or not, was in California. I don't know, like, I don't know, ever remember seeing it, so I don't know how my buddy's dad got any. 
but you know, I mean, where we were living, you know, it was like probably 110 degrees that day. And, uh, we were in the, in their, uh, barn working on my car. So it was probably 120 in the barn. And he's like, he's like, go grab a beer. Right. So I go and I see it's hams. I like literally almost stop. I'm like, what? I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to drink it. Right. Dude. At 120 degrees, that was probably the best beer I'd ever had, right? <laughs> so the next time I go try to have hams, I remember, like, cracking it open, taking a few drinks and going, this does not taste <laughs> like the beer I had before. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not a huge hams fan, but I just remember that. Uh, like, God, growing up as a kid, it, every other commercial, like, during the football games and stuff was hams or old Milwaukee. You know, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, especially being around Portland and stuff. If I'm going to go for just your American lager, man, it's, it's definitely the PBRs. Right. I'm, I'm all for that. Well, I think I mentioned this like in the earlier episodes, um, but like be like music and perhaps like go hand in hand. Like when you think about going with show, it's generally mm-hmm. PBRs just because it's usually the cheapest and oh, easiest yeah, to get. Yeah. And like, I know one venue yep. back home, if you're either the promoter or you're playing a show, it's like dollar drafts and dollar PBRs all night. So, I mean, that's why I kind of picked it and ran with it when we started doing the, the podcast, because they, to me, they go hand in hand, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Hell yeah, man. <clears throat> Uh, in fact, our very first episode, we made it very clear. Uh, so we designated, um, what is it? Uh, Pacific Coast or Sand, Sand Coast Brewery? I can't remember, but they make a Wolf Pup. Golden Road. Golden Road, that's right. Golden Road uh, Brewery, they make, um, uh, they're out of Los Angeles. They make a Wolf Pup IPA, Session IPAs. And we designated that as the pop punk beer. But we said, without a doubt, for just punk, it's PBR. And it, it, it will never be anything different. Like, PBR is, is punk as it gets. Like, it's punk as fuck. Oh, and, totally. Uh, and always will be, you know. I mean, that will always always reign supreme. I mean, sure. like, we still play, like, all my drinking games involve PBR because you're not, because you can play all night. Like, like, um, like, just last week we were playing Mario Kart with PBRs, which is just one rule: can't drink and drive. But your beer must be done by the end of the, of the whole oh, yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. Beer cart, yeah, classic. Yeah. I mean, see, you played it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, if you're using anything else besides PBR, I mean, you, you're you're done after what two races, and then everyone's puking and just no bueno. No. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I whenever we do a show, it's PBR, man. That's that's what I'm having. I mean. That's the stage beer. It's it's great because I can I can drink, I can be having a good time, but I can still get up on stage and play. You know, if I start getting into those uh, like seven percents, um, nobody wants me as their drummer. I can tell you that <laughs> right now. Um, I remember right before I moved, I was going to some shows and like right before the show would start, um, happy hour was still going on, so I was down there one day getting a PBR and I was like, wait, like this is $4. And I looked up at the board and I was like, you can get a whole pitcher for nine. So I just did a whole pitcher instead. And then that was like my drink for basically the whole night, just walking around with it, you know? 
Let's <laughs> put a nice. straw in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's the way to go, man. Um, so. But as Kyle, you mentioned um, episodes, uh, for people that don't know, Second Player Score also does their own podcast called Second Player Speaks, um, where you guys talk about pop culture, uh, a different local band, and not even just a band that's in your area, but like from all over. And you also talk about um, different a different beer on every episode. Um, so my question for you guys is, what made you want to start doing a podcast yes, yes. and kind of adding that onto your whole like plate of stuff that you guys already have, like a mountain high, you know? <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty much what that's what we would be talking about at practice. Like in between songs, like literally what you hear on the podcast is stuff he'd normally be saying anyway. So we're like, well, why not just record it and then see if anyone cares? And sure enough, someone did. And people started listening. We're like, wow, I guess people actually care about our weird opinions. Great. And they just kind of just took <laughs> off. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we, uh, you know, you're always looking for ways to connect with your fans. And um, we were trying to figure out a way that worked well for us. And uh, it was funny because right before we did the podcast, there was a, a handful of times where I would talk to somebody about what had gone on at practice like the Sunday before. And people would be like, wow, is like, is that what practice is always like? Like, yeah. They're like, man, I'd really like to be a fly on the wall at practice with you guys, like with some of the stuff you talk about. And uh, I think we mentioned that in uh, episode 52 which was our, like, our one-year uh, episode. And so, uh, you know, I remember that. And that that's when when it was like, hey, maybe we should just do a podcast and just talk about the stuff we always talk about anyway, you know? And that's what it became was, I mean, like, like if you want to be a fly on the wall at uh, second player practice, listen to the podcast. Because these are the things that we talk about every week. In between, like, you know, we'll be playing a song, and as soon as that downbeat hits and we're done, boom, one of us is jumping in going, hey, did you see this last night? You know, or <laughs> have you watched this movie? Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it's it's seriously like just being at practice with us. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, sorry, like I had something going and then I just completely <laughs> lost it. So. <laughs> Uh, disclaimer on the PBRs, they will sneak up on you after a certain while. <laughs> I'll say that, that's the best part. You don't know when it, it's a PBR. <laughs> You're playing Russian roulette with your own brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the best. That's why it's the best beer for drinking games. You're, you're perfectly sober. Then all of a sudden, like a truck hits you. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? And then, then, it, then it's gone in half an hour and you start drinking again. <laughs> Um, no, but like I listened to a few episodes leading up to this, and I mean it's just good casual conversation. Um, like the episodes aren't too long, like this can be sometimes, you know. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you guys talked uh, about like television superstation. I think it was. Oh. Yeah, television supervision. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
But, like, it, I mean, it's literally just, like, the same conversations that I would be having with my friends about, like, oh, did you check out this band? Or do you see, like, this band's music video? Or did you check out this or this? Like, it's just good, casual conversation, and it's easy to listen to. And, like, people, if you haven't listened to it, go check out uh, this podcast, man. Thanks, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, dude. 100%. Yeah, it's nice to get a chance to, like, talk about other bands and stuff. Um, and they all, they're all, like, the bands are all very appreciative of it, too. They're always like, you know, hey, man, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so I don't know what this is on uh, Instagram, but so one of the guys from from that band sent us a bunch of uh, video messages Oh, cool. But I guess you can only play them once, and then they're gone. Oh, really? So, yeah, I played through them, but they were like, they were like, oh, dude, you know, the, the guy, he was driving around in his car and stuff, and so he just was talking uh, on this video, and, and uh, they were just so, like, appreciative, and like, man, really appreciate you talking about us like that, and you really get what we do, and, and it's really nice to see bands uh, actually give a shit about the things that you're saying, and and it's fun to be able to do a podcast where we're not all stuffy and stuff where we're like, you know, breaking down the music into it's like musical parts and all this. We're just talking about like normal people would talk about music like this is what I like about it. It makes me feel good or it makes me it makes me sad when I want to be or whatever it is. You know, I mean, who wants I don't I, I, I just can't get into like you know, breaking down music into its like musical pieces, like it's a musical appreciation class. I mean, there's places for that. Listen to our podcast and just find out how it makes you feel. Right. You know? Um, so like times when I didn't have bands, uh, to be on an episode, I started doing like these mini episodes where it's just me, um, usually 90% drunk already, uh, doing these <laughs> where uh i just talk about like a band that i grew up listening to that i still love and then like a band that you that i feel like people should listen to um mm. but i'm not gonna break down like music one because that's over my head and two because i'm not gonna do that drunk because i don't got time for that to figure that out um <laughs> but yeah it's it's more just like oh this is what i think sounds good and i think everyone else should listen to it so I, I totally understand what you're saying. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, we try to stay more positive on all of our podcasts. Like, <clears throat> like we just we avoid religion and, like, politics, like the plague. There's, there's just no winning those things. So, like, let's just talk about this. Yeah, just talk about things that are actually positive, you know, because we can rip on things forever. But at the end of the day, you spent half an hour ripping something apart. You know, like, who wants to hear that? Yeah, like, I completely agree with you. Um, like, there's definitely a time for that stuff. And there's, like, a time where it's not needed. And definitely on my episodes, I try and avoid that stuff as much as possible. Because I wanted to be fun and focus on the music. And especially, like, focused on the people that I have in front of me. Uh, because it's the whole episode's about them, not about politics. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to highlight stuff you love, you know? Yeah. It really feels good. Uh, although I am curious, I, I just wanted to know, like, uh, COVID-wise, uh, what what's things like uh, like in your part of the country? Are you guys like really locked down, or I mean, like here, um, it's like we don't we don't even go and hang out with each other right now. Yeah, so like, 
I mean, we some of us hang out, like, we have a select few, which is, like, three of us in this house and then two other people that we know are also being safe. So, like, we get together. Um, bars and restaurants are mm-hmm. now, like, opening back up, but it's, like, limited seating. Um, it's also winter in Minnesota, and we're allowed to do outdoor seating, which, you know, it's cold outside, and I would probably not recommend doing that at all because it's winter. No <laughs> way. <laughs> um, but I mean, like some places are getting like around it because they're bringing in like inflatable igloos or like ice houses that you would use for like fishing and stuff, and you get to reserve those. Um, oh. They only allow like so many people in at a time, and you have to reserve like ahead of time. Um. But other than that, I feel like we're doing pretty well. Like, we we have the mask mandates. We've been shutting down a couple times um, as needed. It's definitely better than, like, back home in my home city of Iowa because there was no mask mandates. There was no lockdowns, and it, it was crazy. I'm happy I didn't have to deal with all that. Um, but, yeah, I feel like here it's handled. It's being handled decently well, or at least pretty well. Um but you're saying, like, out in Vancouver, you guys aren't even getting together at all? No. Like, it's right now, it's like, there's not supposed to be any, like, get-togethers of any kind or whatever. Um, and then even when they, what, what was it, Brian, you were watching the other day, they said if, when they go to phase two again, you can have up to five people, but it can only be two households. So, like, we can't get together because we are three households. Right. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. So, but, uh, but yeah, ah, it's crazy times, man. It's just, it's like just the weirdest shit. Um, I do want to ask one thing about uh, Minneapolis. Uh, if you've experienced this, I know now, look, it was when I left there, it was 1984. So I'm sure a lot of things have changed, but I remember that Minneapolis dude, you needed to know exactly where you were going to go. If you took one wrong turn, dude, you could be so lost so fast. It would take you two hours just to get back to where you, you made the wrong turn. <laughs> Is it still like really weird trying to get around there? Um, well, like I mentioned, like I moved up here at the beginning of okay. lockdowns and stuff. So my only real places to go were either like this house or work and to uh-huh. go to work, I literally just get on one interstate and take it straight. Like, there's no interchanges or anything, so it's not too bad, um, which is kind of nice. There was, like, one time where we were going to, like, pick something up or for whatever reason, but we got lost, like, downtown Minneapolis. But it wasn't too bad because, again, peak COVID, so no one was out so it was really easy for us to get out of there so that was kind of great um oh i bet um but for like a lot of the spots that i've had to go to or like go to pick something up it hasn't been too bad uh, which is nice um also granted like 1984 to now uh gps's are a thing oh yeah great You know, for those of us that that had to grow up with like paper maps and shit, uh, GPS is like a godsend. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure. 
So what 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 uh what what like prompted you to start doing this podcast? And and was it was it original like like from the get go? It's been beers with bands. Uh yeah. So like a lot of the the major credit um for this goes to my my dude uh, Brian Martinez of the band Eugene Levy. Um so like me and Brian went to high school together. Um he was used to be in a band called Exit Emergency. And, like, I tour managed and sold merch and stuff. And we had always talked about starting a podcast, but we just never, like, went through with it. Um, and then, um, actually, one of my current roommates, him and another friend, had started their own podcast. And I looked at it, and I was like, okay, like, the platform that they're putting it out on is super user-friendly. Like, if I spend a little bit of time... I can figure this stuff out, and we can do this. Um, unfortunately, like it was supposed, to, well, it was supposed to be like me and Brian getting together with different bands at each time. But unfortunately, he lived like forty-five minutes to an hour away, which like Minneapolis, or, like big city, that doesn't seem that far. But like rural Iowa, like that's pretty far. Um, so I kind of took the ball and just ran with it, yeah. and. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like the whole idea was his, the concept and everything. Um, but I just was kind of tired of waiting. Uh, so I took the ball and ran with it, but I mean, he's still part of everything. Like I, I hit him up when I'm doing stuff or like if I print merch, um, new stickers, new shirts or whatever, he gets like his cut, so to speak. Like he still gets his like royalties. Um, but yeah, so like it was his idea and I kind of, you know, "Quote unquote," stole it. <laughs> I don't. Know. I I did notice it. Uh, I saw on your um, on your Facebook page you just uh, started up like a merch page. Yeah. Right on. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So like for anyone listening, we do have beers of band merch. Um, you know, like I got shirts with uh, the classic PBR blue ribbon logo. You know, um, I got nice. some stickers. Um, it's all up there. And then the thing that, that sucks is every, like, I get messages for, like, really good deals, and every time, like, I just want to buy stupid shit with the logos on it, and I always think of, like, in Spaceballs, like, merchandising, merchandising, um, because, like, <laughs> there's, there's, like, so much stupid shit that, like, I've almost bought that I don't need or don't need to be, like, trying to resell, and, like, I'm just trying to get it all, you know, <laughs> anything with the logo. Like beers with bands, the lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or do like the flamethrower. <laughs> awesome. So oh, uh, I don't, I don't know if you saw this on the like when you were checking out all our stuff, but uh, if you didn't see it, uh, Brian is a published uh, author. I did see that. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, I saw it like underneath the whole like universe thing that you guys have, um, where it shows like your scripts and and all that stuff. Um, which leads me back into this, like, how do you guys have time for all this? Because, I mean, you guys got novels, comics, uh, like, beers, like, you're doing everything. Like, there's so much shit, and I don't understand how you guys pull it off. Like, I commend you. You guys, Brian's superhuman. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just, I mean, it just comes from, you know, having a passion for doing that stuff. And I mean, you know, it's fun, and that's the main thing. And I just, you know, I... I love, I love doing, I love creating things. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, 
when when the inspiration hits, then you just gotta kind of go with it. And you know, there, there are times like as as a writer, like um, you know, there there are times when you, you like the ideas are just coming, and it's almost like like when I did certain certain things, certain projects, it's it's almost I felt almost like you know I'm just being a I'm just a channel for these ideas coming in from the universe, and like I'm just the guy writing them down. Like I'm you know, like. It's it's almost like it's already there, and I'm just kind of like it's it's an invisible ink, and I'm only, I'm just the guy like you know putting the, the grape juice on it to you know make the words appear, <laughs> um, and you know there I feel like it's coming from some other source, kind of like um I think like Sting said when he wrote uh, Every Breath You Take or whatever, like he didn't know where it, came, it just it just kind of came to him, and that's kind of like when I get into a real writing groove, that's kind of what I feel like was like just you know I I can't type fast enough to get all the ideas down. Um, and so that's, you know, that, you know, there, there have been periods where, you know, long stretches of time when I actually have, you know, almost like writer's block where it's been hard to create stuff, but then when it does hit, then that's when a lot of the stuff comes out and, uh, you know, just, you just try to capture it when you're in that moment. And, um, like with, the you know, with, with nobody's hero with the second album, uh, originally the concept for the story behind that was supposed to be sort of a Dungeons and Dragons type of thing, kind of you know, like this medieval old fashioned kind of stuff with swords, swords and sorcery kind of thing. Um, and we even wrote like uh, like a little, like some small flash fiction pieces where we wrote like a paragraph for each song, which was, you know, the story. And it was like this, uh, you know, Conan the Barbarian kind of story. And uh, we had one of our friends uh, from, the UK like actually recorded because he had a very cool English accent, <laughs> so we had, we had him uh, narrate it. Um, and so that was the original concept for that. But then, like one day, at uh, when we were recording songs, we were at the studio, we were recording songs for for Glorified, and I just I was like, hey, you know, I think I'm going to write a screenplay for for Nobody's Hero, and you know, like Kyle and Dan were, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Like fucking Brian, like you should just shut up. You know, like no, no, really, I'm gonna do it. And uh, so I started to do it, and I was gonna just originally I was just gonna flesh out the original uh, Swords and Sorcery story to be you know like you know a longer thing. But as I was doing it, um, it wasn't really working out. Like it, I, there wasn't enough there to to make a whole you know like a whole uh, like a two hour script out of it. So I ended up uh, changing the focus. I made it. I changed it to present day. And uh, it was more of like a, it was like a, like a, t a satire on superhero films, you know, modern superhero films. And um, it, it references the original, uh, you know, the, the original Dungeons and Dragons ish story is, is actually referenced in the new script. But um, uh, it, it was a completely different story. Once I got that idea going, then it just kind of, it really wrote itself. I ended up writing the whole thing in, I think it was just like a few days. It was, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. the ideas just wrote mm -hmm. out. Couldn't believe how fast you had that written. And uh, what was so funny was, yeah. So when you said you were going to do the, the the screenplay, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, right. But then you came. We were uh, we were in the studio at the time, and uh, you come to studio one day and you're like, so this whole like Dungeons and Dragons thing, it really isn't working. Um, I'm thinking about doing it uh, like modern day. I mean, what do you guys think? I had like, I had no concept of what he was talking about. I'm like, I don't know, Brian. I don't know, Brian. I, I, I just, I don't think that's a good idea, you know? Um, but at the same time in my own head, I'm also thinking, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, like the whole like swords and sorcery thing doesn't always do well, you know, movie wise. Right. Um, and so, uh, 
So, I, but I'm I I just I can't wrap my mind around what what Brian's saying. So I'm like, nah, I don't I don't know, Brian. I mean, you know, I I don't think that. Let's just stick with the the whole thing, right? So he comes the next day. He comes back. He's like, all right. So I went with the modern version, and I've got like 30 pages written already. I'm like, what? what the fuck do you mean you've got 30 pages <laughs> written already? He's like, yeah, I'll be sending it to you guys so you can read it this weekend, right? So I start reading it. He gets it to me. So Saturday morning, I get up, start reading it. I'm like, how did he do this? This is fucking amazing. Like, like it's present day, and it all works. And way better than, like, any, like, Lord of the Rings kind of thing, you know? I was like, I, I don't know. That was, that, that was just when I realized that, like, Brian was superhuman. And then the thing is, like, when I was writing that, as I, as I was saying, like, you know, the ideas came to me so fast that I actually had to, like, I actually, like, you know, took a day off from work. I didn't shower. I didn't eat. I forgot to take care of my kids. You know, like, I <laughs> It was just like you know the only you know all I all I could do was just sit there and write you know just, you know I, my fingers couldn't move fast enough and you know I don't know I just that's just kind of how it works sometimes I guess and I mean it doesn't always work that way I mean sometimes you try to write things and it just nothing comes out so you know I think when it when it does happen like that you really have to kind of take advantage of those moments and you know just you know kind of go with the flow and capture it when you can so but yeah um, that's that's how the, that stuff came out and. You know, we, we eventually, it, it actually even led to, um, uh, like, uh, there, there was this scene near the end of the, of the script and uh, where, you know, a character is doing something. And then, like, uh, we, we had, uh, there was a rhetorical question that came out of that. And the answer to that question ended up turning into an entire sequel. <laughs> so, like, Dan, yep. you know, Dan, Dan posed the question. And I was like, that's a good question. I think I'll try to write an answer to that. And then as I did that, it turned, that turned into like a, the, yeah. the, the sequel. And then that led to it being a trilogy. Like they, so we ended up having a Nobody's Hero trilogy, uh, three scripts. And uh, you know, since, since the time we've written that, uh, we've tried, you know, we, we've been trying to shop it around and stuff. You know, we haven't had any, uh, any success yet, but uh, you know, in case there's anybody listening to this podcast who's an investor and you know, wants to, uh, <laughs> you, know, you can contact us at secondplayerscore.com. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of the stuff that we do is just, it just comes out of those moments of inspiration. Like um, another, another script that's part of the whole second player score shared universe is uh, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big sports fan. So like, um, like like uh, you know Seattle area teams. So uh, I'm a fan of the Seattle Mariners. In fact, I'm wearing a Mariners shirt right now. And uh, like um, so one of the uh, I guess I'll just keep on going. So <laughs> one one of the uh, the inspirations for for that was I was so frustrated with the team uh, not making the playoffs every year that uh, I, I had to I, I wrote a script about like why that was the case, like why the team was so terrible year after year. And, uh, you know, that became uh, another part of it. So, um, anyway, <laughs> Dan, Dan, you're, you're, I know the listeners can't see this because they're not, they're not on video, but are you wearing a daredevil beanie? Yep. My initials <laughs> are on it. <laughs> I know. At first I was like, oh, that's so cool. You have a beanie with your initials. Oh, no, it's Daredevil, which is also Daniel Downs. 
Perfect. It's yep. it's a multi multi purpose uh, uh, emblem. It, yeah. It's We're just talking that, about just in case I get lost. Someone's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was thinking earlier that that definitely looks like the Daredevil logo for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of like gaming, uh, you're doing Twitch now. Is there any games that you're starting out with uh, since you're doing this whole new process? Um. Well, first, I was doing a lot of um, a Brutal Legend. Remember that Jack Black game back in the day? Like, they animated him, and he's like this rock and roll hero sort of thing. Like, he gets transported to another world, and then he can wield an axe and use the guitar to use to do spells and stuff, which is, like, really right up our alley, too. <laughs> if you look, at the, look up the Joel Suzuki stuff, it's, like, crazy, like, awesome like that, too. So I'm like, hey, this will be a good thing to test things out with as I'm limping along trying to put my stream together. Like, like I mean, like, Every time I look at a new stream, they're like, okay, my mic is too low. This camera is not bright enough. There's there's always something that just irks the shit out of me. So I got to go back and do it again <laughs> and do it again. Like like I did one last night and I was like, my like this mic was literally too far away. It was like here instead of like right here. And I'm like, God damn it. I can't even hear me. So, like, so I started off with that Brutal Legend stuff. And then I did uh, Doom 64 because I got this actually pretty cool keyboard i showed it on the stream it's like this razor like chroma light up one you know it just constantly does stuff so it synced up to doom which blew my mind so like every time you get shot every time you do something it lights up with some new color or whatever so i'm just kind of just like tripping out looking at the, the whole light display going around all around me and stuff so, <laughs> so hopefully like now this i get the get the whole setup going is almost dialed in but it's still i'm using like the twitch app versus you know Streamlabs obs and you got to learn all these different bells and whistles and why one is better than the other then then all these people dropping like 60 bucks for overlays and i'm like dude like no wonder there's so much money involved in this man <laughs> yeah so just getting that off the ground was it's it's happening slowly but it's happening like like I just put in like two weeks of just studying like billions of YouTube videos and like, no, click this, click that. And they're all saying different stuff. So you're, <laughs> yeah, you're constantly going through changes throughout the lineup, but it's, it's, it's still fun. That's the main thing. It's still fun. Uh, it's crazy with everything nowadays because like not even just Twitch, but like in TikTok itself, um, you can literally do anything, and anything could blow up at any time, because uh, you'll see people not post a lot of content, mm -hmm. and then just do the right thing, or get the right audience, and it just skyrockets, which is very amazing with how it is nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's not just gaming on there, too. Like, if you scroll through all the Twitch channels, there's, like, an art channel where you people are just going all Bob Ross and like creating crazy stuff or like there's the hot cosplayer doing body paint with like a billion viewers and you're just like, Damn. no, I see. I just, I just need boobs. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, but there's a lot of stuff. Like there's cooking stuff on there. There's, there's, I saw a guy brewing beer, but it, it was all in German. So I couldn't understand anything, <laughs> but it, it looked legit. I'm like, okay, sweet. Like, it's slowly opening up all these different platforms. Cause even like, even like Facebook live streaming, like they're shutting things down for whatever reason. It's like 
bands playing their own music, they're like, uh-uh, copywritten. I don't care if it's yours. It's copywritten. <laughs> so, like, but it's my copyright. Screw you. you know? <laughs> like, so everything's blowing up on Twitch. Yeah. Well, like, I have uh, some friends in Chicago, like, uh, when lockdowns happening started happening, he started just doing stuff on Twitch, and it kind of blew up. Um, so now his band will do, like, live shows, quote-unquote, because um, I think it's just most of them, a half of them, um, every so often just because it's a uh-huh. good, easy platform to do it on. Eventually, we're going to try and get something like that going because, like, we normally do this podcast, like, all in Brian's uh, in the garage. So we have everything plugged into a board anyway, including the instruments. So how hard is it to turn on a webcam and hit go live? Right. Yeah, it'd be easy. I mean, everything's wired in anyway. You don't need to mic anything. Everything's we just mic our voices and just DI everything else. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, as soon as we can see each other, we're, we're going to start doing that. <laughs> Are you much of a gamer, Michael? Uh, I'm not really. Um, like I'll, I used to play Call of Duty and like GTA, but I'm not that much of a gamer. Um, I think the last game that I actually bought was like Red Dead Redemption Two, and yeah. Ooh, that's a good. I know. We're actually gonna start streaming like board games or pretty much anything because if you go into that just chatting area of Twitch, it's sky's the limit. Like I okay. just watched. I've watched people just do their file, like filing their paperwork. And people <laughs> watch that shit. And I'm like, people are actively watching some guy file away shit in, in, in the filing cabinet. And like, what's what's the appeal here? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, am I sitting in a room full of stalking like psychos that are slowly planning his murder? Or like, like, there's literally 12 active people watching this guy file away stuff. So I'm like, if that can get a following, damn near anything else can. Well, damn. Uh, I wish I knew that. Um, so for people that don't know and, and stuff, with like all the music that I have on my computer, it's been like a two-year process to go through each file folder and each song and like make sure everything was labeled correctly. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's so uh-huh. meticulous. And I could have probably been making bank like this entire time. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm kind of in the middle of something like that too because I I pumped everything into iTunes. Oh, yep. Like the same. I have it the same iPod from like 2002. It's it's a tank. It's wow, still alive. that's awesome. The buttons are caved in, but it still works. So I'm like, hey, I'm not gonna replace it. So I have like literally thousands and thousands of song in in the iTunes format. So if you take it out of there, you get like each title is now a four letter code. Yep. And like you, you lose everything. So I'm kind of doing that too. But then you lose the the album art. You like, okay, I got where did I get this one? Oh, this is from LimeWire. This gave my this gave me cancer before. Nope, get rid of that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's meticulous, man. Yeah, it is. Like, there's been many that I've been finding too that, like, it's someone I haven't listened to in a long time, and then I'm like, oh damn, I I need to update this. Oh. But I go to look them up, and they have just deleted like their Bandcamp, their Facebooks, like everything. And I'm just like, oh, all this stuff was really good, and all I needed to do was just update the album cover. <laughs> And I can't even do that now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like Googling random lyrics that I think might be correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or holding that phone up to like, okay, like turn on that app that identifies songs and like, it's never right, ever. No, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> you get like a map to Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, 
we're hoping like you know once once covid like calms down and like people can actually like have gatherings again um we've got this huge table at our house like i mean it's it's big just in general but i mean it even has an extra leaf you can add to it and so uh i mean it's huge and so uh having the the guys over um like maybe once a month and streaming like uh us playing a board game like like we have uh settlers of Catan here we've never played it you know it would be great to have everybody come over and play settlers of Catan. and the best is to stream it like us all learning how to play <laughs> like, mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i mean who cares about like somebody who's like fucking awesome at it and plays it all the time watch the doofuses like trying to figure it out that's <laughs> right now that's yeah. the entertainment right there you know yeah. That's the biggest thing, too, is, like, a whole bunch of Twitch channels watching people do flawless runs is boring as shit. <laughs> you might as well just watch a computer do it. Like you, you want to see struggle. You want to see banter. You want to see three guys in a room just caving their heads in because they can't figure out how to do something. Because it's <laughs> funny. It's funny. <laughs> uh, one time after I moved in, um, it was, like, a Friday night, and we couldn't do anything, you know, because of COVID. So I was like, we have all these board games, like, let's do something. So we decided to play Risk, and we ended up in, like, a four-way tie. Like, everyone had their own section, but oh, no wow. one wanted to piss anyone else off. So we just basically, side deals were kind of made, and <laughs> we were just like, okay, yeah, like, we're good here, like, this is it. And then we never really played another board game after that. But, I don't know. It was, yeah. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, dude, hey, that would probably happen with us too. I mean, like we're like just three passive guys naturally, so they're like, okay, so who's gonna throw the first attack damage? Like, not me. <laughs> right. I, I'm set up. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> oh, you think I'm passive now? You wait till we till we play. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, uh, oh, game so on. Your, uh, your, your logo for uh, Beers with Bands is pretty fucking badass. Uh, like, do you have a friend do that? Did you do that? Uh, which one? The uh, Not the PAPS logo, the, the actual podcast logo um, on the Facebook page. Oh, uh, this one? Yeah. Uh, so that's the one. So yeah, I was gonna have someone do it, but like, not to knock anyone's profession. Like I respect everyone. Um, just at the time, like for what I was trying to do, everyone's prices were a little bit too high, especially just starting out. Um, so I actually went through this oh, other yeah. thing. I don't remember if you guys remember uh, Fiverr at all. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Mm. Yeah, so I went on there and just kind of found some people, and I was like, hey, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I sent them the PBR logo, and I was like, for sure, mock this one. And then for the other three, it was kind of just like, fair game, like, show me what you got, and I'll see what I want. Um, which I think I ended up paying, like, 40 bucks, and that was with four logos, so, like, the microphone, the PBR, like, the, the blue ribbon, and then, like, two other ones that I don't really use. And then, um, also, like, a couple banners for social media. 
and it was nice too because like I got to keep like all the rights. I got like different file formats for all those. Um, but I do have like a new one in the works here. Um, like I was talking nice. to my roommate, and uh, that's I, cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about doing like a 40 ounce, like bottle. Um, I don't know, like mocking up the Colt 45. We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Yeah, dude, fiber, you know, it, it can be good. We, we, um, the, what, we got two people initially on Fiverr to kind of do some designs for, uh, Glorified. Okay. Uh, but neither one of them, it just, it just didn't work out. We had, like, the first one, um, it was the, it was really good art, just not the right style. Yeah. And then the second one was, uh, there was a language barrier. Uh, we had someone from uh, Indonesia, and 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 he had really good art, but uh, it was really hard to get him to understand kind of what we wanted. Other than you know, uh, he had a good design down for uh, for Gloria herself and stuff. But um, when we were trying to get like the you know the little text bubbles and uh, things of people talking. Um, there was a, it was a hard time like getting him to understand what we wanted to have said in there. Mm. And he just kind of, I think he was having a hard time just in general and, and, uh, just kind of quit responding, uh, which was fine because then Brian actually found this uh, website called Upwork. Okay. Which is like a, another version of Fiverr. And that's where he found our current artist. And, uh, I mean, it was literally like kismet. Uh, I mean, he sent her some stuff, and she sent some designs back. And, I mean, it was like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, we knew right away. Like, like you saw it. You were like, that's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we don't, we, don't need to, we don't need to search anymore. So, <laughs> so, yeah, you know. I mean, but, yeah, Fiverr's freaking awesome, though. So, that's cool, because... That logo of yours is like so well done. I was like really impressed with it. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's for sure going to be on the next set of shirts that I do. Sweet. Yeah, I think it's great. It's very representative. And I mean, for me, when you look at that, there's no doubt that you're talking about a podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Get that 40 design going too, man. Oh, dude, for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you guys dude, in the loop. Like so loop. Don't worry. 40s. Actually, I shit. It's, it's here. I still have my forties koozie. Dude, what? It looks like a forty koozie. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, a literal forties koozie. Dude, that's I crazy. I didn't know there was such a thing. That's awesome. I know. I got I, this was given to me at, from like, I think someone got it at Spencer like way back in the day. Like I was still in high school, so I, it must have been like two thousand two, two thousand three, drinking forties. You know. <laughs> so they gave me this koozie. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna swag Saturday this thing next week. <laughs> you should, you should. For sure. Random shit laying around my desk. <laughs> um so besides like all the music stuff, uh Kyle, you also do besides like the podcast, you're also DJ Dex uh for getting squatchy. Um, yes, sir. Do you want to kind of let the listeners know like what getting squatchy is? 
Yeah, so um, a few years back, uh, one of the stations that, like, when we uh, when we first got started with uh, the uh, Fortress Storm Attack album, um, you know, I just started hitting all the internet radio stations and trying to get airplay and everything. And I really gravitated towards this uh, station called New Regal Radio. Um, and uh, really got to be good friends with uh, the DJs there and the owner. And and uh, next thing I know, they're like, hey, you want to you wanna do a show? So I, I uh, started off with uh, just a 100% independent rock show. And uh, everything was just independent bands from around the world, and that was it. And uh, but what I ended up finding out was that the problem was that only people that were interested in independent bands were tuning in. Mm. So there's not a lot of people that are interested in just independent bands. So then I kind of switched it up a little bit, and I made it a rock show about independent bands, but also um, mainstream bands and i would try to kind of match them up like 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 sounding bands together to kind of show people that um you know you could you could let people know like hey these bands like mainstream bands are being played so they'd be interested in that but then they would hear these independent bands and they would realize like hearing them side by side that wow these guys are just as good as what i'm already listening to uh and then i don't know right about the time we were getting ready to release glorified i got into all these pop punk groups on facebook and uh that that was it man it, it just hit it for me i was like this this is who i want to be doing a show for these pop punk groups i mean these these people that love pop, pop punk i think they are only second to uh, metal fans in their voraciousness like <laughs> They want music. They want new music, and they want it now. And they look, they look for it, and that's what they want. And so I'm like, I'm all for it. And of course, I have just over the years just gravitated more and more and more and more towards that pop punk sound anyway. So I just figured, well, why the fuck not? Why don't I just do a show that's all pop punk? Right. So. I go out and I I basically created a show where we uh, we take a mainstream band and we we sandwich them in between two uh, lesser known bands uh, that maybe have a similar sound and we give people an opportunity to like listen to bands that they love but then it also gives the opportunity to hear these bands that nobody knows about. But to but to see that like they stand up to the people that you already listen to, because I think there's a there's there's still like on a on a general level I think there's a, a negative stigma to independent bands. You know, it's like oh yeah, I mean they're good, but I mean are they really good? You know, I mean that kind of thing. Uh, but when you when you put them side by side, then you hear it and you're like wow this. This really isn't any different, and and I think it really does get people more interested, you know. So and and they are more open to exploring these other bands. But but that's what I always try to sell the show as is that there's so many bands out there. I mean, where do you even start? So 
you start with my show because I go out there and I, I do the legwork and I go find the bands that I think are like the, the cream of the crop. And, you know, it's not any different than uh, whatever, uh, you know, Casey Kasem and his weekly top 40. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just doing it for pop punk. I'm trying to show you, like, I think these bands are top notch. And so, you know, go check these bands out. So that way it gives people at least like somewhere to start. Because that is one that, that that is the only problem with this whole independent movement with music right now is there's just so many bands. I think it gets it gets overwhelming. Like you don't know where to start with it. Oh, easily. So I try to like be like I guess I don't know, like the beacon in all of that. Like here, come look here. Look at look at the bands that I play and start with those, you know, and then maybe you'll see from there. So, but I love it. I, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. I, I do love, I, there's been a couple of times I almost quit DJing, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could ever give it up. I enjoy it uh, quite a bit. Well, you know, I, I thank you for being that beacon because there really is so much music out there nowadays that it's so hard to one come in contact with it. But two, like if you, you get stuck on one and then you don't realize about the other or you get stuck on one and you're like, Oh, this person over here is also doing stuff and you just never know what to listen to. Um, and having someone to bring that to the, to the light makes it so much easier to get them out there. Exactly. No, there's, there's just so there really are. There's so many good bands out there. But that is the thing. You need, you need someone to like do that for you, and that's what radio used to be. Radio told you who to listen to. Yeah. Uh, the only problem with like like FM radio now is that you know they tell you to listen to the same twenty bands or people over and over again, and and never veer from that. Whereas I'm always trying to introduce like new bands, and that's that's the thing with the the internet radio is that internet radio is like a little more forgiving and a little more open to, you know, like uh, the station owner doesn't make us play anybody. He's like, you play who you want. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I don't, I don't get a list of 20 bands to play like this, who you're going to play. I get to pick who I want and stuff. And so, I mean, I think I've got a pretty, you know, I would like to think that I have a pretty good um, uh, ear for what is, good and what is great and i play what is great and and that's i'm just trying to give people like um somewhere to go to to kind of not have to go through all that it's like no no you you check these people out now if it doesn't work for you then then i'm not for you but if it does then great i mean you know it's not gonna work for everybody but i want it to work for uh those that listen you know so and it's always nice because uh, every Thursday uh, we even have a chat room in the uh, on the station, and so I hang out with uh, Brian and Dan and uh, our super fan, our super second player score fan Jeff, uh, and we all just hang out and fucking chat all day about whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do look forward to uh, my my Thursday uh, show for various reasons but yeah i do like to hang out with the guys and just chat in the chat room while great music plays 
um, well, um, I think it's the time in the episode where I ask the um, ever so evolving, uh, not really <laughs> evolving, uh, criminizing, not really criminizing, um, changing. I don't know. It's a verb in there, you know. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's the it's the point in the episode where you guys just kind of talk about some fun stories from second player score, uh, either shows or tours. Um, it can be good. They can be bad. They can be super shitty. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, you guys got any fun stories? Well, I know my favorite was uh, uh, we we uh, used to play this place in Vancouver called uh, Shanahan's. Uh, we played it pretty frequently, and uh, uh, the one night that we had the guy that came up to talk to Brian, uh, not only after the show but throughout the show, um, <laughs> to uh, let him know. How not only how great Brian was at guitar, but how great he was at guitar. Oh, yeah, that guy! He, yeah. Oh my god, uh, he would not leave Brian alone. Oh my god, like, and he was like, he was to the point like he was standing like right up on the stage, songs that we know he's never heard before, and this guy is just air guitaring it, like, like he knew every note. And, uh, and then after it, man, I mean, Brian's just trying to, he's just trying to load up his shit and get home. And this guy would <laughs> just not let him. Oh my God. He just would not. And he would just, uh, I, I don't know if he wanted you to let him go up there and play guitar or what, but dude, he would not let you go for a second. And, uh, and you were like Jimmy Page, as far as he was concerned, dude, you were the best thing that ever happened to guitar. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> you gotta repress that memory, probably. <laughs> you just that deleted was... it out of your head. <laughs> that was probably for me. That was probably the funniest moment, and and I don't know. I think I mean I would like to say the best moment for all three of us. Uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but was we we actually got a uh, chance to open up for uh, Jonathan Davis from Corn. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. probably the that's probably the highlight of my musical career so far. Um, like before I moved up to Portland from Hawaii, I, I you know like took a couple of trips or you know, the Portland area. I, I took a couple of you know trips just to kind of recon, you know, like check out the area, see what the music scene was like. And I remember going to uh, to see a show at the Crystal Ballroom, which is you know kind of this it's it's like a fifteen hundred capacity venue uh, in downtown Portland, which is you know like uh, you know most of the mid side like. If, for bands that are pretty big but not big enough to play arena shows yet, you know that's where they would play. And uh, so I remember seeing a show there. It was such a cool venue. Um, like the 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 floors uh, in front of the stage are like they have springs built in, underneath the floor. So like you know if, if you're like jumping around or whatever, like there's this extra springy action or whatever. This is this really super cool place. And I remember thinking when I had you know when I gone there, I was like, oh, I would love to play a show here one day. I mean, I don't. I don't know how that could ever happen. We'd have to get pretty big. I mean, this is a, you know, like I said, it was a 1500 capacity venue. So, you know, I, I, I that, you know, that night I was like, oh, I would love to play here one day. And it, it took a long time, <laughs> many years, but eventually 
uh, we got this random call. I think it was due to that show that we played, the Blasphemous Collaboration thing that Kyle talked about, where we played um, that beer, you know, that beer band show thing, because that was, you know, it, the Crystal Ballroom was part of McManaman's, and the uh, the Blasphemous Collaboration show was kind of was at um, a smaller venue that was connected to Crystal Ballroom. Um, so I think, you know, they, they, we kind of got on their radar from that. And so from there, like, you know, they just kind of randomly contacted us one day, right, Kyle? And like said, like, do you guys want to open for a job? Yeah, today? I, it's <laughs> so funny because, uh, so the, the booker that called us, okay, I mean, here you're talking about someone who, you know, she talks to bands locally every day, right? But when this came up, instead of actually just starting to call some of them, she went to the brewer uh, at the venue and is like, hey, um, Jonathan Davis is going to be doing this show and we need an opener. Uh, who do you suggest? And he's like, what about second player score? And they emailed us and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yes. Of course I want to do that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really what it came down to was um, they asked they asked the brewer who they should have open up for Jonathan <laughs> Davis. Awesome. That was the weirdest thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm like seriously thinking that the Matrix had something to do with that. Like, why why would you as a booker who talks to hundreds of bands a year uh, locally, most likely, uh, why would you even go to somebody else? You would, I would think she would have had her own like list of bands that she likes and would want to open. So I, I felt like that was the Matrix uh, stepping in for us, <laughs> making things happen. Yeah. Was, that, yeah, that was a great, that was just a great experience too. Because oh, like you know, so by the fun. by the time, you know, by the time we went on, like we were the first band, but still like you know, everybody had already. You know, it had already packed in. Like everybody was all, you know, the show was sold out, so the whole, you know, the, the floor was already packed with with a uh, to capacity. And so, you know, I mean, that was, you know, the biggest show I had played, you know, to date. So it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. we had a really great time. Uh, and yeah, and that's like, where we met Jeff too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, our super fan. Uh, yeah, we just, I don't know. I mean, just in general, I mean, it's. It was just such a fun show. I mean, everybody that, that worked there uh, was, like, totally cool to us. Not once did I ever feel like we were just the local opener. Like, they were all very cool to us, and uh, all the all the people there that were there for the show were totally cool. Like, we were uh, out there just having beers and hanging out with everybody, and people were coming up to us and, and just like, dude, you guys were awesome we really enjoyed watching you and stuff. And, uh, we just really had a good time. Mm -hmm. That was with, without a doubt for me, uh, the best, uh, show experience ever. Yeah. Dude, I think I even blacked out at some point that night. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I remember we were downstairs trying to get food. I hadn't eaten shit all day. I'm like, Jonathan Davis, you know, so then, we're downstairs getting food and then we're like it doesn't even show up yet and we're like dude you gotta go upstairs for sound check i mean we're gonna go on and i'm like fuck so there's i'm going up there just pure adrenaline everything so we, we play our set we get off i'm still like pumped so i'm like oh god this is so cool you know i'm looking at all the stuff backstage like here's corn's old set list from like like mm -hmm. 
I don't even know from when. It was it was a long time ago. And then and so then we started drinking and stuff and I remember like um I, I took a shot and then someone bought me one and then at some point I black out. But I but I remember at the end. I, I came to <laughs> at the end. I, the last thing I remember is asking Brian, like, hey, we got to do our final checks, make sure we got all of our gear. Because I know, like, that's when you super sober mode. You yeah. know, that's when you, that's when everything kicks back in. You pound your water. That's your ritual before you leave. So you're not hammered, right? <laughs> but for a good hour or so, I don't remember shit. <laughs> and, then, and, and then you ended up with $200 worth of Jonathan Davis merchandise. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> we were like, I was like, did I steal this shit? I, I didn't steal it, you know, because like the bank statement didn't come out yet, right? So for like for a good like four or five days, it was kind of laying low. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and also from the opening band, um, this band Palisades, I was like, where? Like, I have a whole bunch of their shit too. Like, I have a, a t-shirt, <laughs> and like, and I'm like, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> uh. uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. I don't know if there's ever a bad experience, really. Yeah, um, I, we've, we've just actually that one, done... that one Shanahan show that it was like Christmas. And oh, then like, they Eve. opened. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so yeah, that was not the best idea. Okay, it's fucking snowing outside. Hey, let's open up the fucking garage door in the musical section of the restaurant. Open fucking air. <laughs> Dude, I have never been so fucking cold. Although <laughs> although uh-huh. uh, Michael probably would have been just like right at home in that shit. <laughs> I do remember when I lived in Minnesota, like when it was like in the like 20s and 30s. Hey, no big deal because I'm used to being in the negative 20s and 30s uh <laughs> so you know I, I mean i do remember uh like one spring like running around and we were in just like long sleeve shirts because it was like 38 degrees outside and we thought <laughs> that was fucking warm yeah uh like we were like oh man this is great my you, your parents are like dude why aren't you wearing a coat no oh, no it's great it's warm you know <laughs> it's it's 38 degrees <laughs> it's not negative anything Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that was probably the worst experience was that, uh, yeah, when, when uh, Shanahan's opened it up. And I can't remember why they they did that. Uh, I think they were trying to, like, kind of connect the inside and the outside that night. But, oh, yeah. my God, I was freezing my fucking ass off. <laughs> Holy I shit. I couldn't feel my fingers at all. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was playing, what string I was on. I was just, I was just kind of just doing a, like a, a sloppy thump like open palm kind of thing because like, i had no dexterity left at all right i felt like uh for the first time uh um i, I was lucky to be the drummer for um other reasons you know, i was like i'm moving around so much that at least i can warm up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah yeah that was probably the only like and i mean that's not really a bad experience but that's really the only like bad experience we've ever had. I mean, uh, we we've, we've done we've been pretty lucky. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, I think 
uh, the worst we ever had was, I mean, maybe, but the, the Seattle show when it got snowed out, basically. Oh, the mm-hmm. apocalypse one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't, but it wasn't a bad experience. It was, it sucked because nobody could come to watch us play because, yeah. uh, you know, Seattle was like covered in snow and I couldn't figure out why everyone was so worried. Right. I'm like, why is everyone freaking out? I mean, we're only talking about like six inches of snow, but I didn't realize that it was until we found out where we were at. Like we were in downtown uh, Seattle and uh, it's like everything is on a hill, like Mm -hmm. a steep. And I'm like, okay, now I understand why everyone's so upset about all the snow. I, I mean, I didn't realize like this is not this isn't the flatlands of Vancouver and with six inches of snow. I mean, you can get through that, mm-hmm. uh, but w- with everything, everything was a hill, and uh, it's like, all right, well, but I mean, that was still. I mean, we had a blast even with that too. We had fun, and uh, Brian got to uh, drive back to the hotel in in deep snow and. <laughs> I, I'm telling you what, I don't know where he learned how to drive in snow coming from Hawaii, but <laughs> dude, he was like a fucking pro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> dude, I lived five years in Tahoe. Uh, how you knew how to drive like you did is amazing. Like, uh, he didn't even have his, he thought he had his four wheel drive turned on. He did not. <laughs> we were driving around, front, it, it was just front wheel drive two-wheel drive and uh he was just like climbing up hills like nobody's business dude he would just oh yeah i'm just gonna drive here and i'm gonna drive here i'm gonna drive here yeah no problem you know <laughs> and mm-hmm. we just just fucking did it while yeah. while the entire city is shut down he's like no problem i got this <laughs> it's so funny yeah. <laughs> uh, classic hold my beer moment yeah uh-huh. i think it's just a matter of like not not thinking about it too much like <laughs> Like, just just do it and don't don't think about right. it. Well, and it does make it a lot easier when like literally uh, the whole way back to the hotel, there's two cars on the road. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and on I, the highway, all the way there, we're like passing all these jackknife semis that are just like, okay, that one's stuck, that one's stuck, that, and we're just plowing through. Like, hey, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know we were really thinking uh, on our way to the venue. Uh, we were really thinking, wow, we might be in for something here. They had uh, this this truck uh, completely jackknifed at the bottom of this hill. They completely closed this hill off. Uh, and we we're like, whoa. <laughs> Damn. Wait a minute. Like, this might not be good. But, I mean, we were already <laughs> at the venue, so who cares? You know? <laughs> but, yeah. So I would, I would definitely say, I mean... I mean, gig-wise, we've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of really fun stories and good stories, but we we certainly don't have any horror stories, I think, to tell anybody. Uh, so uh, we've been in- incredibly fortunate in that respect. That's that's good. Um, well, like, referencing back to, like, the Old Cross episode um, where we were talking there, it kind of seems like once you kind of have your lineup more set and you, you know who's working and who's not and what's working and what's not um it tends to be more like smooth sailing uh from there because like all the all the shitty times or bad times are all from like before that 
and you've grown to get past those, so you just know it's going to be good shows all the time. Um, Pretty well, much. Yeah, I mean, Old Cross, those guys, they should always have smooth sailing. I mean, they have they have had so much practice at what they do. Um, I mean, they really, like, they are masters of uh, going out there and doing tours. Um, I mean, that, that they live for that. You know, like, I mean, we knew for us, you know, when we got the first album done, it's like, I mean, you know, we all have like families, careers, kids. We can't just go on the road for, you know, a month at a time or whatever. But those guys like totally set up their lives to be able to do that. And uh, they do it and they do it well. And yeah, we talked with them about that before. And, and I mean, you know everybody's on board with them. And, and, uh, I think, I know, I think probably one of the best things for those guys is that, uh, they always have a really positive attitude about everything. And I think that that really helps them because man, tours can be like fucked up, man, bad shit happens. And, uh, you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, but they do pretty well. Um, you know, just, I, I remember listening to the episode, uh, with them and, and conversations that we'd had with them. And, and, uh, I think they've done really well. I mean, they, they, they know what to look for and, and, uh, they worked out a lot of the bugs. So yeah, they're, they've, they've definitely, they've got it, man. They've got the tour thing down. I think, a, I think a part of why like our gig experiences have been positive is it goes back to like what I said about how we've all been in other bands before. And you know, we, we've, kind of like we, we know what not to do kind of thing like i i have if you want to ask me about the like experiences from previous bands you know i have other stories to tell about that which you know um you know, oh yeah uh, i got a bunch of those too yeah <laughs> we, we all do so i think you know like we we bring all our collective experience to this band where it's like okay we, we know to we know what to avoid and like you know what you know you have to plan ahead and you know we we, we know we we kind of been through the drill before so that's what makes this band you know work a little smoother is that we've already kind of we've taken our loves with these you know previous projects so i think it works out better for us now yep learning through experience yeah i know we uh uh you know one thing about the jonathan davis show uh was it was a very educational um uh because at, at, at that point um, we had not finished glorified yet and we were kind of working on kind of a, like a setup where we were going to have videos that we created that matched with the music and we would have that playing behind us for the CD release show. And we had even, uh, we'd even kind of like ventured into the idea of, um, having uh doing tracking um um so that way we could maybe it would be the three of us but we would still have like the rhythm guitar playing and everything through through tracks um and uh you know backing tracks and stuff and uh so the 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 band that played after us at the jonathan davis show which was uh palisades and they were a very good band you guys had i i mean like I really enjoyed their music. I actually played them on my show for a while because I was like a more of just a rock show, 
uh, wasn't so specific to pop punk, but I liked what they were doing and, and they really great sound. But the problem was, was that a lot of their sound came from all this tracking, uh, back, backtracks and stuff. Well, first song, halfway through the first song, something went wrong with the computer and they lost it all. And they had to do the rest of the show with, without all this music that they kind of were uh, depending on, right? And I, I thought they did a really good job anyway. I mean, I, I didn't think they sounded bad, but I know it did not sound the way they wanted. And that was our education. Like Brian's always been like, you want to just knock it down to the least amount, uh, least possible points of failure. And uh, so I think it was that night where we were like, yeah, we're not going to do backing tracks uh, <laughs> ever. You know, not, not until, you know, like if we hit a big and we've got the money to like have like super awesome professionals, uh, you know, doing it for us and stuff. But, um, you know, just at our level and everything, it was like, nah, because that would really suck if we were that and that stuff went out on us. I felt really bad for Palisades man because, I mean, they put on a good show, you know, but you could tell, like, I don't think people in the audience really knew or cared, but you could tell watching them, like, they were not happy, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't what they wanted everybody to hear. And, and that's a, that's a hard thing to do is to play through a show where, you know, you're not giving people everything you want them to have, you know? So that was, that was uh, an interesting experience without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like the classic thing. Um, like an audience member is never going to realize if you mess up on a note, but like, if you've been in the music scene or you're like a musician and yourself, like you'll, you can tell by the faces for sure. Um, and like, you'll, you'll hear it be off, um, in some way. And it just sucks because you know, you screwed up. Um, but I mean, most of the time the audience is never going to realize it. So you can usually get away with it. Um, I do have one more question here for, for all of you. Um, since you guys do concept albums, how does that factor in to coming in up with your like set list? Like, do you play everything in order a certain way or mix it up well when we do the uh like the album release shows we will play the album from front to back you know in, in the order that's there um like when we when we did the uh, cd release show for glorified you know we we wanted to present it as as one you know connected story so we played the whole album in order and like kyle said we we actually had you know like uh, some videos playing in the background for each song um, but you know, if, if we're doing, if we're just, if we're playing shows in between albums then yeah, then we'll just mix it all up and oh, okay. whatever. So, um, well, let me take a look at my list here. Um, I think I've went through, asked everything I wanted to and found out right. uh, from you guys. Um, cause I mean, you guys are just straight up doing a lot of stuff, um, between doing music, doing comic books. <laughs> Um, novels, podcasting, uh, doing the radio show, um, doing the beer line. Damn. Um, the quintuple threat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, huge props and bows, like definitely not worthy 
uh, to you guys. Um, so take this time um, and just any last shout outs, any any links that people should know about. Um, like, what do you want the people to know? Um, also, like any links that you guys talk about, I will put down uh, in the description below. Um, so basically, this is your time to shine. Uh, you know, besides this whole episode that we've done, um, this is your time. Uh, take it and uh, yeah. I, I think the best place to go is probably our website at uh, secondplayerscore.com. You know, there's links to. You can find all of our stuff there. You know, links to the music, links to the comics, links to uh, basically everything. There's you know, there's even a page dedicated to our second player uh, shared universe, which has all our different projects. So you can find you can find out everything you need to know about us uh, there. Unless you have anything to add, Kyle. Well, I mean, um, you know, the usual is uh, you know, second player score on Spotify. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's the most popular. Uh, we're also, I mean, we're Literally anywhere you can stream music, we are there. And uh, February 4th uh, will be the release of 4D The Winter Suite, which will be the very first installment of the four EPs that will eventually comprise 4D The Album. Yes. So we are very much looking forward to that and um, uh, looking forward to the response from that because... I. Literally, I, I I wasn't sure what we were going to be able to do with just four chords, but fuck, I'm really proud of how everything came out. <laughs> like really, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. seriously, it was a it was a hell of a challenge, and uh, I don't know, I'm really happy with what came out of it. It was it was worth every fucking like aggravating moment trying to figure out how to make these things work. So, yeah, I think. And I and I think that this is going to be I don't know this is it's a it's a different pop punk than what we've typically done, and I think people are really going to like it. On the fourth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, specifically February fourth. I'm just trying to stay with the four theme. <laughs> uh, I am a little bummed. Uh, you guys didn't push it back another month to do March the fourth. You know, just to add like a little bit more of a nerdiness to it, <laughs> but that's okay. I forgive you guys. <laughs> Don't. Oh, we could have wait till May, till May the fourth. Oh yeah, know, Star Wars Day. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I, I even thought of. I literally even thought of waiting until April fourth, so it was four four. four, four. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, so on April Fool's Day, we'll be like, nope, wait till the fourth. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. When we, yes. when, we put out, when, we, when we put out the spring suite, that will come out in, on April 4th. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I forgot there's four other times we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. But yeah, this one and, and uh, all the EPs are just going to be digital releases. We won't actually have a physical release until uh, we have the complete album done. And then we'll do it, the, the album as a whole. Um, but uh, for right now, it'll just be digital releases. So, but yeah, we are we are just really excited for this one to come out. Um, I think that um, there's a couple of songs on there that will be incredibly relevant to uh, the year that we all just fucking endured. And 
it will definitely, I think it'll definitely touch people in, in good ways, in good ways. So. Uh, and then Dan for Twitch, where can people find that at? Oh, uh, just uh, twitch.tv slash second player score. Is that how it goes? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just look at it real quick. <laughs> yeah, twitch.tv second player score. Come on, go to your channel. Go to your channel. Yep, slash second player score. There you go. Pretty much yep. every social media thing we got is like second player score. We try to keep it simple. Yes. <laughs> so go watch Dan. You, yeah. Go watch Dan. Dan is fun. Yes. Um, well, uh, thank you so much for being a part of one of these episodes. Um, like I try and say, uh, if you or anyone you know should be part of an episode, feel free to reach out. Um, Kyle reached out and it wasn't even like a week. I think it was like a Tuesday, a Thursday and now it's Tuesday. Um, yep. But, uh, I yep. mean, that's how I roll around here cause I got nothing else going on cause of COVID. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like reach out. Let's be yeah, friends. Dude. Uh, let's connect. Um, let's talk about your band, you know? Yeah. I'll definitely send stuff your way. I've got, I've got bands that would be perfect for this episode. Or oh, hell for yeah. This podcast. So I'll, I'll send them your way, man, for sure. Dude, that'd be tight. Um, but yeah, so like, thank you again so much for being a part of this. And uh, uh, I think that's it. I'll catch everyone, you know, on the next episode. So, All right. see ya. Thanks for having us. Take care, yep. Michael. Thank hey, you thank very you, much. Man. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Just when life was getting Something that you thought was nothing Now is everything you know